It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Nowhere else can you hear about your Carolina Panthers every single day throughout the weekday. That's what makes Locked On Podcast Network special. Be sure to watch the show. And subscribe to the show on YouTube. We are over a 1,000 subscribers. Thanks to everyone who's helped support the show that way. Continue to do so. If you have not subscribed to YouTube yet, that's okay. You can do it now. It's always time to do the right thing. And the right thing is subscribing to the show on YouTube. Also, if you don't watch on YouTube, that's just fine. You can check out the podcast on all the podcast networks out there, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey. Locked on Panthers is there as well as every single podcast, a part of the network here on Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those questions into me right now by either adding me on Twitter at Julian Council, DMing me on Twitter at Julian Council, or leaving a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show from this week. And I'll answer it, of course, on Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something that she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500 or more purchases. Use code Locked On at checkout this Mother's Day. All right, so Ben McAdoo, remember him? He uh, is a new OC here in Carolina. And Phil Snow? Back again for a third season as the new defensive as he continuing to be the defensive coordinator here in Carolina. Have not talked a lot about Phil Snow at all, and we have not really talked about Ben McAdoo recently, as we've been so focused on free agency, the draft that's next week, and what the Carolina Panthers potentially are going to do with the sixth overall pick. Will they take a quarterback, a left tackle? Will they trade back? Who knows what's going to happen? But it was nice to hear from those two individuals, especially Ben McAdoo for the first time here locally. On Tuesday afternoon, as both those gentlemen spoke to the local media and had a few takeaways from what I heard from them on Tuesday. Now, Ben McAdoo were wondering what his philosophy offensively will be, his style, what to expect to see from his offense here in Carolina this upcoming fall, as last year was abysmal and the year prior actually had some great moments. But we got sick and tired of watching Teddy Bridgewater throw the ball only 10 yards down the field, and that wasn't entertaining enough, and we knew that he was not the long-term answer. And David Tepper said, get this man off my team and out of this city. Now, Ben McAdoo says that he likes to throw the football, which, of course, everyone in the NFL likes to do, but he wants to be able to run the football on his own terms. Enlightening stuff there. He's not committed to any certain style of offense right now. We've seen in the past how – He does like to be in shotgun a lot, like a lot of teams. He likes to use multiple tight ends, which we'll see with Ian Thomas being back here 
in Carolina and Tommy Trimble, who was drafted last year out of Notre Dame. Both those guys hopefully will have an advanced um, role in this offense heading to 2022. Now, as far as the quarterback situation, Ben McAdoo thinks that Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback right now. Well, actually, what he said was that Sam is our starting quarterback. Yes. Coach Rule obviously have a say in that, but the way it is in the building right now, Sam is our starting quarterback. He then later on went and said that he put his foot in his mouth when he named Sam the starter, saying that that's something I probably shouldn't have said. Now, all that people really saw in the headline was Ben McAdoo says that Sam Darnold is our starting quarterback. And then he comes back a minute and a half later saying, I shouldn't have said that. Now, what they left out was the second part of that quote I read to you the first time. Sam, Sam is our quarterback. Yes. Then he went on to say, Coach Rule will obviously have a say in that, but the way it is in the building right now, Sam is our starting quarterback. Duh. There's two quarterbacks on the roster. Sam Darnold, who's getting $18.858 million, and P.J. Walker, who they, who they re-signed through restricted free agency. Which one do you think is going to be, or exclusive rights free agency? Who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback? Obviously, Sam Darnold. If those are the only two quarterbacks on the roster, the guy that you traded a second, fourth, and sixth round pick to New York last year will obviously be the starting quarterback. So not really anything to see there. Now, there's a part of me that wishes that Ben McAdoo actually did, and maybe it's it's possible that we do live in that reality where Ben McAdoo gave away the Carolina Panthers' plans at quarterback a week before the draft. That would be so on par for what the Carolina Panthers organization has been since Matt Rule got here, and especially this offseason, as it seems to be mistake after mistake and just constant dysfunction here in Carolina. And we'll get into more of that dysfunction as what's going on down in Rock Hill across the border here in Charlotte in a few minutes. But McAdoo, I think really what he was actually saying in a quote that was left out from David Newton on ESPN and all the aggregators was that Coach Rule will obviously have a say in the way that we're operating right now in the building is that Sam is our starting quarterback. Well, there's nothing really to see there. This is all subject to change. Next week, they draft a quarterback. That guy is going to be the future at quarterback in Carolina. Will he start week one? I don't know. But will Sam Darnold be the long-term starting quarterback if they draft somebody next week? No. And if they don't draft somebody, Baker Mayfield's still out there. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's still available. Those guys, if they come to Carolina, will have an opportunity to start. And I think both of them would beat out Sam Darnold. They're an upgrade. So that's what Ben McAdoo had to say as a new hairstyle, a lot better than what he used to have back when he was uh, the head coach and OC in New York. So nice to hear from Ben McAdoo, who probably needs a little bit more media training since it seems like he might have tripped up there as he tried not to answer a couple questions, but that one in particular messed up as far as what the Panthers are doing potentially at quarterback. And if Sam Darnold truly is their preferred option moving forward, we will see in a week's time when we get to the draft in Las Vegas. Now, Phil Snow, who's here of his third season in Carolina. First year, defense wasn't great until the last seven games. Played like a top 10 D. Then last year came out flying, stifling against the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. Throughout the season, they were great getting after the passer. Weren't great against the run. But you've seen Jeremy Chin, his development for the Carolina Panthers. You've seen what Brian Burns has done now becoming a pro bowler. Phil Snow's done an excellent job working this Carolina Panthers defense. And he actually enlightened us and told us that Steve Wilkes, who used to be the defensive coordinator here in Carolina before taking the job in Arizona, was a one-and-done coach there, Why? which is why he's joined Brian Flores' lawsuit alleging 
racism and hiring in the workplace during the NFL, especially when it comes to head coaches. And Steve Wilkes has joined that lawsuit along with Ray Horton. He's here in Carolina. He told Phil Snow that he likes Jeremy Chin playing at safety. And he thinks that he can be an all pro. And Steve Wilkes will be working that secondary. And I think that's an upgrade to have Steve Wilkes back here in his hometown of Charlotte, working with these Carolina Panthers and working with Phil Snow, who he's actually known for quite a while. Snow also thinks that the Panthers, when you're looking at the draft, they could use another safety because you can never have enough depth. He also believes that they could add a linebacker and another defensive lineman. Really, at all three levels of that defense, Phil Snow would like to see the Panthers just add another player. And it's not necessarily that he thinks that one of those players will have a major impact on the team. You just look at the course of a 17-game season. He brought this up last year in Week 18 on the road against Tampa. They were missing their top three safeties. You don't want to be in a situation like that. And we can also go back to the cornerback room where Dante Jackson's out for the season. Stephon Gilmore is out. You also have J.C. Horn out. You can never have enough depth, especially in the National Football League. And the better the bottom third of your roster is, the better your team top to bottom can be, and the better opportunity you have as a chance to compete. And speaking of Looking for depth. They're going to need depth now that Hassan Reddick has gone back home to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Phil Snow, who coached him back at Temple, happy for Hassan, proud of him and what he's able to do. And he said that they're going to have to be a little bit more creative rushing off the edge on that spot that's vacated by Reddick. He mentioned Corey Littleton, the former Rams and Raiders linebacker who's now here in Carolina on a one-year deal. Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin, Frankie Louva, who would be the day one starter, I think, right now at that outside linebacker spot. And Marquise Hayes who has been a good situational pass rusher for the Carolina Panthers since coming here from Ole Miss. All those guys are going to kind of do it by committee there at that outside linebacker rush spot if they need to. And we saw creatively, he was great at it last year when sitting those rushes. We saw guys like Sean Chandler come up to the line of scrimmage and rush from that, that strong safety spot. Jeremy Chin, we, we're not, I'm not too concerned about what Phil Snow can do schematically in finding ways to affect the passer and to wreak havoc on opposing offenses in the NFL this upcoming season. Like the dude is excellent at his job. And I love that he's still here in Carolina. It's one of the things where people talk about, hey, let's fire Matt Rule. Okay, you get rid of Matt Rule. You lose Phil Snow. Not to say that you can't get a, a defensive coordinator or an offense coordinator, whatever coordinator it might be, who can improve and still be as good as the guys currently here. But I did not want to lose Phil Snow and his creativity and finding ways to rush the passer. So excited to see what he draws up here over the course of the offseason and going to 2022. So there's a little coordinator update here in Carolina as we finally got to hear from Ben McAdoo and got to hear from Steve, or excuse me, Phil Snow for the first time since I think the Thursday before the Buccaneers game back in January. All right, so that's going on. But also, some not so great things happening when it comes to the Carolina Panthers organization. And we'll start off down in Rock Hill as the Panthers have called off the new HQ and training facility that was supposed to take place there in York County. We'll get into what the hell is going on with that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom out there. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more at BlueNile.com. Celebrating that special woman in your life, on BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of the jewelry options 
at every price point. This Mother's Day, give mom something special, so treasure forever with the fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners can get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON+. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When David Tepper came to Carolina and bought the team for $2.25 billion, liquid, that's straight cash. Straight cash for the Carolina Panthers. He talked about how he did not want to have his team ever at a competitive disadvantage. Said the same thing when he got rid of Ron Rivera four weeks left in the season. And since then, he's hired Matt Rule. So I guess he uh, did want his team to be at a competitive disadvantage. But I digress. As David Tepper had this grand vision of this beautiful, sparkling HQ down in Rock Hill, South Carolina, in York County. It also would have a training facility. They could use it for concerts, high school football games. There would be residential properties on the land. There would be shopping. It would be a boon to the economy down there in South Carolina. And it would be great to have this pristine facility that looked like the star in Dallas and also what Minnesota has up there in Egan, Minnesota with the Vikings. That's what David Tepper wanted to have, a state-of-the-art sports medicine facility. He did not want to not have that for his beautiful, brand-new, sparkling football team here in the Carolina Panthers. Well, unfortunately, things have not gone great with that, as the Panthers have called off. On Tuesday, the Rock Hill HQ, David Tepper's LLC, has released a statement after pausing construction on the team's practice facility in Rock Hill, saying it has sent notices to the city of Rock Hill to formally terminate its previous agreements. GT Real Estate Holdings, which is David Tepper's LLC, has invested more than $170 million into the development. The contract for the project was between the city of Rock Hill and GT Real Estate Holdings, and it now, of course, will be Terminated. Now, this is a statement from David Tepper's LLC GT Real Estate Holdings saying on October, sorry, on February. Wow. <laughs> October, February, two different things. On February 26, 2021, the city of Rock Hill became delinquent, delinquent on their obligation to fund the public infrastructure. Despite our persistent efforts throughout 2021, the city of Rock Hill failed to issue the bonds or provide the funding for public infrastructure for the project. On March 18th, 2022, GTRE issued a, de a default notice and the city did not cure its default within the prescribed 30-day cure period. It is unfortunate that some recently decided to conduct a misguided, destructive public relations campaign to obscure their failures. We have sent notices to the city to formally terminate the previous agreements. Accordingly, we are prepared to sit down with the city and other interested parties to discuss the significant challenges ahead. So over a year ago, they let Rock Hill know Hey guys, you need to pay the money. 
what's going on with the bonds? Gave them a year time. They paused construction 13 months later. And now we are here today talking about the facility now being done currently. Now, in that statement, they talk about those talk with the city and other interested parties about how they can move forward. But right now, the agreed upon deal back in 2020, I think maybe in 2019, actually, is now null and void. And the Carolina Panthers are moving on for the time being. Now, the important thing, we talked about this before, reading Eric um, Spanberg's reporting from the Charlotte Business Journal and also Joe Bruno from WSOC Channel 9 here in Charlotte. I think you broke the story. That's the first person, at least I saw, put it out there on Twitter. The issue was the bonds. Now, Rock Hill does not have the money to just hand David Tepper, a billionaire, all this to build the facility. What they needed to do was ask a loaner for the money, then they would issue the bonds. Now, apparently, the Carolina Panthers needed to give some certain, um, some certain um, paperwork to the loaner to let them know that this is a good deal. And I don't know whether they got enough. Either way, Rock Hill never issued the bonds, and Rock Hill did not have the money to give the Panthers and David Tepper to build the facility. Therefore, Rock Hill messed up. Also, you look at it, David Tepper, the richest owner in the league, could do this by himself. He already owns the land. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward, but still not a great look for the city of Rock Hill or really for the Carolina Panthers and David Tepper to be having a feud with a city that is within, of course, their fan base. Now, the statement from the city of Rock Hill, which was very similar to uh, Governor Henry Henry McMaster of South Carolina and York County, both disappointed. Rock Hill saying the city of Rock Hill joined state and county leaders and the greater community in welcoming the Panthers to Rock Hill and shared in the excitement over Mr. Tepper's idea of two teams, one, sorry, two states, one team. Over the past three years, city staff and local elected officials have invested countless hours negotiating agreements and working to perform the city's part of the agreements to make this a successful development for the Panthers and the Rock Hill community. We are disappointed with the current dispute and with the decision of the Panthers to halt the Rock Hill development, thus undermining the exhaustive efforts of the city of Rock Hill, state of South Carolina, York County, Rock Hill Schools, key landowners in the entire region. It was and remains our intention to continue negotiating in good faith while protecting the interests of our taxpayers. In fact, in the past few weeks, we have attempted to meet with the Panthers on numerous occasions to no avail. Now we know why the Panthers didn't answer them because they were told back on February 26th that, hey, you guys have 30 days to get this figured out. And they did not get it figured out in the way that the initial agreement was agreed upon. Now, York County, Rock Hill, they had come to another agreement where they wanted David Tepper and the Panthers to pay for it. And then they would reimburse them over 30 years. Well, silence until April 18th or April 19th. So here we are with that whole situation. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. It is unfortunate I know a lot of people out there are probably excited. I, I still like the fact that the one thing they'll take away from this is training camp continues down in Spartanburg at Wofford. So that's cool for all the folks in the upstate who love it being down there and people who have grown up going to Panthers games, been fans of the team and might not be able to go to Charlotte to watch games and that they're able to go check out training camp. I, I love that it's out there in, in, um, in Spartanburg at Wofford. And I was not necessarily excited for it to move. Now it would be cool to have a great facility down there. In Rock Hill, it's not like I'm going to go there very often, um, or really a lot of us are going to go there very often, unless we live right there in Rock Hill. So it really doesn't matter to a lot of folks. It's just as unfortunate how this is all played out, and it's just all a mess. Like, Tepper owns land. It's a half-built structure just sitting there. Joe Person of the Athletic drove past 
the uh, the South Carolina fund a new exit. Like they built a new exit for the Panthers HQ, and now the HQ is dead right now. It would be right off of I seventy seven. He drove past your headquarters over the weekend, and he said you could see significant work on the exit ramp as well as a lot of steel and red dirt. Just an ugly situation all around. All it is is just more dysfunction involving the David Tepper and his Carolina Panthers, the team that he owns now. Buddy, it's just, what are we doing? Rock Hill, they're obviously at fault. David Tepper, in a way, can be at fault if you want to look at it that way, maybe. I mean, he has the money. He could just build it in damn, his damn self. And then they were going to invest about $2 billion in it over the course of time. And he's already $170 million. That's, already, that's a lot of money, a lot of cash, which he has. Just, boy, what what are we doing? So I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. I know the media tried to ask Phil Snow about it on uh, Tuesday. He's like, yeah, I don't really know what to tell y'all because that's not really you know why I'm here. I'm here to coach the defense, not to figure out why the owner in the city of Rock Hill in York County, state of South Carolina, can't figure things out. And speaking of the PR slander, that, that they put out there, the misguided, destructive public re- relations campaign. One of the things I forgot to mention in one of those articles from Eric Spanberg of the Charlotte Business Journal was how one of the local politicians there in South Carolina, in York County, said that David Tepper promised us Jerry Jones and gave us Dan Snyder, who might be on his way out of the NFL. And he has had a multitude of issues with the Washington Redskins football team now commanders outside of just not winning football games like the dude probably should not be owning a football team in the NFL to hear that I bet that ticked off David Tepper remember the same guy who got the spite house before Larry David did that on a curb your enthusiasm bought the house built uh, tore it down built up one bigger than that of his like his former boss whatever it was like, you know, that man was ticked off when he heard that. And he's obviously already ticked off that they were a year late on the money that they promised. So we'll see how things play out in the future because Charlotte and Mecklenburg County got to certainly take notes on how David Tepper in this uh, situation has worked out and how he operates. Now, Rock Hill, it's on them for the most part from everything I've read. Um, so we'll see how it works out with Charlotte. David Tepper, Charlotte Pipe and Foundry, worst kept secret in the city. That looks like the future location of a new Panther Stadium. David Tepper's already said one-third is going to be public financing, one-third is going to be uh, PSLs, and one-third I'll pay for. So basically, he's only going to pay for a third of his stadium and let the fans in the city pay for everything else, which is just utterly ridiculous. But that's why billionaires stay billionaires. They don't have to spend all their own money. And it's not as big of an, a smart investment like it is out in L.A. with Stan Kroenke and with the Rams and Chargers sharing that same facility of SoFi Stadium. So we'll see how it works out. I know it's going to work out. When he wants the money, the city and the state and the county will give him what he wants. Now in Rock Hill, we'll see how it all plays out moving forward. We'll also see how it plays out with some of the Carolina Panthers who have dealt with some legal issues this offseason. We learned about Ian Thomas a couple months ago, even though that happened over a year ago, almost a year ago, Shai Smith. Recently was arrested, and now another Carolina Panther was arrested last week. What will be his future moving forward here in Carolina? We'll get into it in just a moment here on Locked On Panthers. I don't think there will ever be a day when I'm not telling y'all about how Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Have y'all tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, every single Built Bar 
is covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate on every single Bill Bar. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting, and obviously, they're better for you. And the great thing about Bill Bar is they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, there never seems to be a slow news day over at 800 South Mint Street in Uptown Charlotte. I guess I shouldn't say that. One guy got mad at me for saying addresses here locally because he lives in Colorado. Relax, buddy. You'll be just fine. But over there at Bank of America Stadium, where the Panthers are currently headquartered, might be headquartered for a very long time since the Rock Hill HQ and training facility is certainly uh, at the moment not worked out. There never seems to be a slow news day here in Carolina as Unfortunately, we heard on Monday evening, it was reported by Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. And the news comes out in the morning and throughout the day as well. Either way, weird how they call it the morning news. I guess back in the day, it would be morning news. Either way, not important. Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News covers the Cowboys. He reported that Damian Wilson, the recent linebacker free agent signing for the Carolina Panthers, last played in Jacksonville, started off his career in Dallas, was arrested in Frisco right outside of Dallas last week on an assault charge after his ex-girlfriend said that she was he threatened to kill her with a tire iron and destroyed her laptop after a breakup. A police report was not immediately available, but in an interview with Dallas Morning News, Wilson's ex-girlfriend Ryan Sokolowski hope I got her name right, said that she feared for her life after Wilson showed up enraged and drunk at her apartment after she broke up with him. Sokolowski said she and Wilson began dating back in March of 2020, but eventually broke up. They got back together in February and Wilson was doting and affectionate, she said, writing her letters by hand and sending her flowers. But on Friday, she said she caught him cheating with another woman. Not great. She told Wilson the relationship was over and went to his house to grab her things. When she went back to her apartment accompanied by a friend, she found Wilson had damaged her patio. Both women grabbed Sokolowski's dogs and went back to her car. She said that Wilson emerged from bushes holding a tire iron and threatened to kill her. Again, not great. Sokolowski said her friend ran back into Sokolowski's apartment. Wilson ran towards Sokolowski's car before following the friend into the apartment where Sokolowski said Wilson choked the woman. Sokolowski said Wilson then emerged from her apartment holding a blanket that had something inside of it. She said Wilson told Sokolowski that her cat was inside the blanket before slamming it to the ground. I was screaming, like, and this is a quote from Sokolowski, I was screaming like I was being skinned alive. The cat was inside the blanket, but her laptop was. Sokolowski said Wilson got, his, got into his car and tried running her over before driving off she shared pictures of her destroyed laptop and damage to her patio Sokolowski said she has obtained a protective order against Wilson she said she wanted to speak out because she believes he shouldn't be in the NFL not the first time we've ever heard that in one of these situations 
And here's another quote from her saying, he thinks all of it's a joke because he's rich and thinks he's going to get out of everything. Last week's incident wasn't Wilson's first brush with the law. Back in 2017, he was arrested on aggravated assault charges outside of Frisco's Toyota Stadium, which is where FC Dallas MLS team plays, if you didn't know that. After a woman said he had backed into his pickup truck into her and threatened to man with a threaten a man with a rifle. So after he was so he was arrested on aggravated assault charges outside of Frisco Stadium after a woman said he had backed his pickup truck into her and threatened a man with a rifle. Wilson told police in an interview that he had road rage. A grand jury declined to indict Wilson after that. So disturbing stuff there. And again, this is an interview with the paper. This is not a police report. This is coming from an interview with the paper. So I don't know whether it match matches up with the police report. I'm just going out there and letting you know what was told. And also she showed photos of a destroyed patio and laptop. So at least there's some truth, maybe possibly, I don't know, allegedly to what she's alleging. Now, if what she's alleging is true in any way, and Wilson has a background, at least a pattern back in the past. Now it's been five years of getting angry and being charged of aggravated assault, but still, yeah, he has, it's happened before. There's a history. Um, if that's any of it's true, that's being alleged, he should no longer be a Carolina Panther, and he probably won't be in the NFL. The only reason he won't be in the NFL is because this will be – it's just his fourth team. He played in Dallas, went to Kansas City, went to Jacksonville, and now he's here in Carolina. He's not getting paid a ton of money. I think it's two years, $6.9 million. That's a guy you can easily part ways with, and no team in the NFL is going to want a fringe linebacker starter who's accused of these things, especially if they're guilty of these things, on the roster. Now, if he was an all-pro, it would be a completely different conversation. He would still need to be done in Carolina, but I'm sure he'd get another opportunity elsewhere. But if this is true, without a doubt, he should be done here, and I don't think he's going to play in the NFL anytime soon, if ever again. We've dealt with too many of these things as it pertains to violence against women here in Charlotte. You back to Greg Hardy. You got to all the things that was accused of Jerry Richardson, the former owner of Carolina, who left before an invest- investigation could even be held. But the Sports Illustrated article that was damning Jeans Friday, everything about what happened during that time it was just disturbing. And David Tepper talked about how this was not going to be a place where that happened. They were going to change the culture here in Carolina and how that they weren't going to operate with NDAs. And he said all that only to go after Deshaun Watson, who still has 22 ongoing civil lawsuits accusing sexual misconduct and assault when receiving massages. So we have not heard anything from David Tepper about that pursuit at all. And we have not heard from Scott Fitterer or really Matt Rule about much of it at all. They Fitterer spoke to the media following for agency and we didn't hear, he didn't want to talk about it. So it's interesting how that's what was said when Tepper first got here and now how they've kind of operated. So Wilson, which they should have known here, the fact that he was not indicted with the previous charge, some people I'm sure are asking, well, why was he here in the first place? That's what happened. That happened five years ago. Wasn't indicted. Innocent man. You know, maybe what happened actually happened and probably maybe something should have happened more with that. We know how the lock sometimes works here. A lot of times works here in the United States of America. Innocent man, no charges or sorry, not convicted of anything. Okay. But now that this happened and I'm sure the Panthers were aware, which they've said they were aware of the incident, which they are always aware of these incidents. That is concerning just with that having happened and now this allegedly having happened. So if this is true, you should not be here. Now, in the meantime, like with Shai Smith, who is dealing with gun and drug charges, 
he should be away from the organization. The Panthers on Monday started their offseason program leading up to the draft. Of course, we'll have they have OTAs going on right now. We'll have more organized OTAs later on um, after the draft, that mandatory minicamp, that rookie minicamp, all that kind of stuff. So this is the voluntary period of the, of the offseason. Players don't need to be here. Nothing really is getting accomplished outside of maybe meeting meetings that they're having virtually if they haven't virtually or in, in person it's not a huge deal if guys show up or not i know a lot of people like to make a big deal about it especially players who don't want to show up because of contract situations like we're seeing with Debo samuel out there in san francisco and arthur brown or aj brown down in tennessee with the titans not a huge deal but considering that it's the voluntary portion of the offseason shy smith until that gets figured out doesn't need to be around the carolina panthers and damian wilson especially what he's been accused of also does not need to be around the Carolina Panthers. So that's two guys who have been arrested this offseason. And then a third, Ian Thomas, who we, we heard about, an, and we've learned about an incident involving him and the police that occurred last summer with five misdemeanor charges, which obviously is not as serious as what Smith and Wilson are being accused of while still being a problem, obviously, legally for Thomas. And the Carolina Panthers not wanting to have players having any issues off the field. So with Wilson, again, if he's true, if that's any of it's true, get rid of him. Never needs to play a snap here in Carolina, which obviously would be disappointing considering there's probably a high, he was going to probably be the starting linebacker next to Shaq Thompson heading to the season. Right now, as of April 20th, don't think we can sit there and rely on him to be there just based off of what has been alleged at this point in time. We'll let the legal system play out. The NFL, of course, is the personal conduct policy, which is the same thing with Sean Watson. If he's going to be cleared, likely a suspension. NFL personal conduct policy, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the league, he will certainly have a say on whether Wilson faces any sort of suspension, whether he's found guilty or innocent in this situation here, as what's been alleged down last week when he was arrested in Frisco, um, the incident with his girlfriend. So just not great stuff. All right, so that's all I got here on this edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast. Sorry, kind of mean two negative things to talk about here. At least there was kind of a news to talk about. We've been talking a lot of draft, and we'll continue to talk draft on tomorrow's show with Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus. Used to work at the Draft Network. Used to host a podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Dude's doing some big things. So we're going to talk to him about some of these prospects. Maybe we'll just get outside of a little bit of quarterback. We'll get his quarterback thoughts. We'll also talk about some of these linebackers out there, some defensive ends, some other players that might be able to fit for the Carolina Panthers later on in the draft, as currently they have pick six. And then pick 137 is the next pick that they have there in the fourth round on Saturday. Don't have a pick on day two on Friday night just yet. Maybe that will change. We'll see. So we'll talk to Trevor about all that here on tomorrow's show on Locked on Panthers. Again, watch the show on YouTube and subscribe to the show on YouTube. You can also check us out on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher. We are on all of those. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show from this week. And I'll answer your questions on Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. All right. That's it for me today. Be safe. Uh, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you on Thursday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.